it's the intimacy with the Lord. Because if you keep the main thing, the main thing, and you realize this is all for him, it's unto him, I'm a steward of what he's given me, then it keeps you in a certain posture. The second audience I'm doing it for are those that I've been called to. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Magnuson, joined today by one of my new friends and also one of the fan favorite speakers at our conference. Uh, I We've just been chatting a little bit before we hopped on, and I, and I should have hit record a long time ago because there was some really great stuff that we're going to revisit uh, in this person's story. And if you attended our conference, I am sure that you remember him. Uh, and if you didn't attend our conference, this is going to be a great introduction. and kick off many things to come in the future that we continue to have uh, with this man. Uh, I got connected to him through uh, our good friends, also new faces at the social media church, um, DK and Jennifer. uh, And you can go back and listen to their podcast. They also contributed to, uh, we actually, DK and I just recorded another one. So you are probably very familiar with DK by now. they introduced me to this man. Uh, he is the lead pastor of a brand new church in Atlanta, Apex Everywhere. We have Larry Weathers joining us. And Larry, I'm just so excited for our audience, uh, it, the people who don't know you, to get to know you, those who had one great experience watching your talk at the conference, to hear more from you and just talk about some of the things that you weren't able to talk about uh, in when you were going through the three C's of the creative process. Uh, we're going to get into some of that, not all of that. That content will be available later, so make sure you watch this space closely. But Larry, welcome to the podcast. Aaron, thank you so much. And I'm so honored to be asked uh, to this platform. And thank you for sharing your platform with me. I don't take that for granted. Mm. Uh, I still am amazed. I actually have watched this podcast many times way before uh, I met you. And so it's a bit surreal to be sitting here uh, after I've gleaned so much. So what you all are doing uh, is incredible. It's relevant. And I Thank you for your heart toward church and marrying social media with church. It's making yes. a difference. And to Huge Jennifer, conversation. Uh, who made that initial connection, I, I have to thank God for my sister. She yes. uh, is a wonderful connector in the kingdom. So Jennifer Benton, thank you so much. Yes. And man, I'm excited to be here. Oh man, Larry, this is going to be so great. And there's some, uh, there's so many avenues that we can go initially. Uh, before we jump into any of that, do you just want to intro? I gave a little introduction. Obviously, them hearing it from you is going to be way better. Do you just want to introduce yourself, all the things you do, the different hats you wear, maybe a little bit of your background, and then we'll get into all the fun stuff. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm honored to uh, pastor, I believe, uh, the greatest church that exists in the world, and yes. that's Apex Everywhere, along with my beautiful wife, uh, Pastor Ebony, uh, who serves right along with me. And God has just blessed us to plan. We planted 2017, planted a church, cold plant. Uh, no big organization behind us. It was out of our pocket, out of passion and a zeal to bring something different. Now, everybody says that when it comes to church, sure. we want to bring something different. And what we found out was the difference lied with us. 
And we really just sought to express our love for Jesus, our passion for Jesus. We named the church Apex because Apex means your highest point. And that's what we're trying to get people to, the highest point in relationships, spirituality, intimacy, financially, every area of their life. And that has been the, the driving force behind us. Um, I have the wonderful privilege to be lead pastor, but I also uh, handle all the graphic design and the communications aspect of our ministry. And yes. I love it. I love wearing both hats. Uh, it's yeah. uh, a lot easier for me uh, because I have meetings with my creative director and that person is me. Uh, right. I, I approve all of the graphic design and that person is me. Uh, I right. give the sermon uh, title and the themes to that person who is me. So it's been a wonderful journey. Um, and I love the aspect that I get to interpret God's word in a creative way that even those that are unchurched, those that are done with church, those who see church as not being relevant, that I'm able to express that through what I design. And that has been the greatest uh, part for me. Grew up in the church, I'm a church boy. Uh, all I know is church, uh, yes. but God took me through a journey of coming away from kind of some tradition and religion, all that I'd been taught and took me on a journey of doing kingdom ministry that looks yep. different and unorthodox and, and out of the box. As I say, we're out of the box, but we're still in the book and we are very biblically sound, uh, but it, 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 it challenged me. <laughs> <Yeah>. So good. <laughs> it challenged me to, to think beyond what I'd always heard and been taught. And I'm still evolving. I'm still morphing in that journey. And I'm just very grateful that I get opportunity to, to walk in both of those stratums, so to speak, and create and then preach and, and back and forth. It's awesome. Well, this is going to be a great interview. Uh, I knew that uh, from the moment that Jennifer connected us. And then after I saw your talk at the conference, and then for sure, after we uh, got on here before we hit record, this is going to be a great interview because we're really talking to two people. We're talking to Pastor Larry, and we're also talking to the creative director, Larry. Uh, and our audience is mixed up of people who wear each of those hats individually. Some of you listening may be wearing both of those hats. Uh, but Larry, I love that you're going to be able to speak to both audiences. Yeah. And I do know that there are some pastors listening to this who wear both of these hats, but maybe they're still trying to figure out how to fit on the creative director hat. Um they're giving messages each weekend uh, in a smaller church context. They don't necessarily know how to uh, or have the skills to um, do the creative process uh, and put that content out there, but they know it's important. And right. I'm going to talk to you right now, listener who may be wearing both of those hats. You wouldn't be here if you didn't know that that wasn't important. Uh, and so I want to just encourage you guys, listen in to everything that comes uh, from Larry here because he's wearing both of these hats. He understands it intimately. You're doing ministry in Atlanta, one of the most creative, uh, culture leading cities in the entire United States. Uh, and so I think there's some huge appeal to that as well. Just figuring out what does ministry look like in such a progressive city? Um, Larry, I'd love to, you came from San Diego. So if you have some West Coast people uh, listening as well, uh, you can connect to uh, Larry from the San Diego side. So we used to live close to each other at one point. I'm curious, Larry, um, maybe that call that you had to plant in 2017, uh, Apex, the peak of everything you want it to just be the highest point spiritually, relationally, uh, just really taking people into an experience of following Jesus that is the very best life possible, which is what we're all invited to as Christians and followers of Jesus. Uh, just kind of what prompted you to to want to plant a church in 2017? Uh, actually, it, it was it was more of the leading of God. Uh, we yes. were here helping a, 
uh, a large ministry uh, because we operate as consultants as well. So we were helping a large ministry kind of navigate some difficult times that they were having. Mm-hmm. And once that that contract ended, we were like, God, what what's next for us? Uh, we're both originally from Kentucky. And okay. so we we knew we weren't going back to Kentucky. We planted churches in other places. We've really been sensitive to God. And and actually, I had a burden for Atlanta back in maybe 2011, wow. came and did a few services here, but nothing quite connected at that time. And then it was like when we were in this position, it was like God said, do it now. Uh, yes. And we really weren't feeling it at first, uh, to be honest, because Atlanta has a plethora of churches. Uh, Of course, COVID was nowhere on the radar at that time. So we were looking at, we don't just want to be another church. And, but we, we, there was just something about it. We couldn't shake. And what we did, which is why I love social media. We said, we're going to do something. We're going to test this thing. We're going to test social media. We're only going to advertise on social media. We're not going to do a sponsored ad though. We're going to advertise on our personal pages Wow! for our, for our church plan. Wow. We had 45 days uh, before we were going to launch. We launched January the 8th. And so we knew we wanted to be in that, that, you know, realm of starting the new year. It was yeah. prophetic. It's on the eighth day. I mean, everything was just popping, but then we're looking at, okay, we're coming on the end of October, first part of November. We don't have a lot of days to do this. So we said, let's test this. Let's test how strong and powerful social media is with no money behind it, just organic. We posted on my page and my wife's page, 125 people showed up to our first service. Wow. That's amazing. Social media, incredible dude. Uh, and, and we're in the Fayetteville area. So we weren't downtown. We weren't, right. you know, right in the middle of everything. We're, you know, going South away from downtown. 125 people showed up at that first service. We saw then the power of social media. So from day one, we kept developing our social media presence and we never stopped. And it yes. benefited us when everything happened with COVID. We didn't have to create it. It was already there. That's right. You were ready to go. You had that framework. Yeah. Uh, I want to dive into the number eight. Uh, that was a big part of your talk as well. And just, it sounds like a big part of just the framework of your life, Ebony's life, uh, the life of your church. Uh, but we'll, we'll reserve that uh, for a little bit further down the track. One of the things you said um, that I think YouTube turned us all on to, and if it hasn't, I'm going to clue you in right now. We learned through YouTube that uh, to think that you're competing against people is is probably the wrong way to think about YouTube. The internet is massive. YouTube is massive. And there are a lot of people talking about literally the same stuff, uh, whether it's food, whether it's reviews, uh, whether it's pastors, whatever the, um, whatever it is, whatever the topic, uh, what YouTube has taught us is that some people want to hear it from Aaron. Some people want to hear it from Larry. Some people want to hear it from Craig Rochelle. Some people want to hear it uh, from Mike Todd. But there are people that want to hear it from you. Even if it's the exact same content, they want to hear it or they resonate or they can relate to Larry. And so you talked about straight away, uh, we're you know, we're a church plant. We're not anything new. There's nothing unique that we're doing outside of the fact that we have a unique voice that people have resonated with. We tested that on social media before we even planted, which is just such a great strategy in general. Uh, and so I, I just want to clue people in that if you're feeling like, well, what do I have to add? There's nothing new that I'm saying. I want to encourage you and say, that's okay. Your voice, your being, your uniqueness 
is what is unique that nobody else can replicate that nobody else can do. And so God might be calling you to create content or to put content out on social media that you feel like everybody is saying, uh, that's okay. The internet is massive and it takes all of us. I'm curious, uh, Larry, we'll talk to Pastor Larry in planning the church. What are some of those uh, unique components that you're adding to it? And even just the uniqueness of entering into COVID, starting with social media, but going into COVID, what are some of those new strategies that you're now going to be implementing that just really look different than traditional church? Absolutely. And Aaron, I think so many people, we've been taught all of our lives in church, humility. Yes. And to not have the spotlight on us and yep. to fade in the background that they only see Jesus hiding me behind the cross. Uh, all of those things are wonderful. However, God said, I'm going to make your name great. Mm. He never said, I'm going to make your church great. Yes. Never said, I'm going to make your business great. He said, I'm going to make your name great. He consistently said, I am that I am. He said, you're a city set on a hill. That's a theme of our ministry that cannot be hidden. Like there's something here that God's trying to get us to that we can remain humble, but we have to embrace who we are because yes. the unique aspect of who we are is what causes our tribe to find us. The frequency that we, we yield now individuals tap into that. That's what I've really been focused on is making sure that I'm packaging and presenting myself, yes. that people can find me online. We've had more people join apex from our personal page yeah. than they ever did our church page yes because they're relating to real people and, and right. on the corporate side i have a, a marketing and branding firm as well and so with clients i teach them attraction marketing uh, that you're going to do better for your business projecting yourself now especially after covid because again we have so many businesses everybody's online yep. but nobody is you that's right. And so when you market and brand yourself, you're now creating a niche for yourself that no one else has. The same applies to the kingdom. We all have something that we bring to the table. And yes. you got to remember, Jesus also was was in a field of a whole lot of other people named Jesus. He yeah. wasn't the only person named Jesus. That's why they had to clarify Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's right. They even asked the question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So he, he was dealing with, there's a lot of other people doing what I do. They're That's claiming right. to be prophets. They're claiming to heal people. What made it different was because of what he brought. And he had his disciples. John had his disciples. And I think if we could just wrap our minds around, you don't have to forego your humility to allow yourself to be a billboard of God's grace, progressive ministry, tolerance, inclusion. And that's what we're seeking to do. And that's the strategy we're going to take the rest of this year and into the next year. Yeah. We're going to utilize what God has done in our lives and make that something people can relate to as pastors and then pull them into what we're doing in the community yes. we're building for Apex. Oh, Larry, that is so good and so important. You don't have to forego your humility in order to do the ministry that God has called you as a unique individual to do. I'm, I, I want to stay here for a second because I know that that is a lot of what we wrestle with. And a podcast, you know, has recently come out about the whole Mars Hill story. Have you listened to that, Larry? I haven't been listening I've heard to about it, but I haven't okay. listened yet. Yeah. Worth a listen. I won't ask you your thoughts on it because uh, you don't have thoughts on it yet, but um, it, this is a topic of conversation. We're seeing pastors fall because of being a social media influencer, doing all of these things. Um, and so I'm curious, I, I want to spend just a little bit of time here for somebody who is 
preaching, you're the talent, you're preaching the conversation, uh, or you're preaching on the weekend, you're starting that conversation with your own content that you're recording, and then you're the one editing it. Uh, and so there is a lot of Larry going on here. Uh, and so you of all people would have every right to not be humble, but yet you remain humble. And so I'm curious, Larry, talking to our audience who may be wrestling with this and working it out, what are some of those things that you have in your life, some safeguards, some best practices as you're doing so much content creation of yourself uh, and you manage people's brands? What are some of those safeguards and what are some of those encouragements to keep that humility intact? That's an excellent question. And I was actually asked this on another interview and, and I say, the same thing. And, and it sounds almost archaic for us to say it now and, and a sure. cliche to say it's the intimacy with the Lord. Wow. Because if you keep the main thing, the main thing, and you realize this is all for him, it's unto him. I'm a steward of what he's given me. That's right. Then it keeps you in a certain posture. The, the second audience I'm doing it for are those that I've been called to. Yeah. Which consistently makes me aware if I don't remain in the place that I should, I'm replaceable. Yes. Now, you can't duplicate me because I'm unique, but you can replace me. That's right. God and can the accomplish urgent, the same thing. One of, one of my favorite verses, God talking about, I could do this with rocks. Like, don't forget, I could just use the, those rocks over there. They will cry out, which means you've got to create auditory mechanisms for a rock to cry out. You've got to determine if a mouth going to appear on the rock or is the sound. You would go through all of that, God, just to show me, dude, I really don't need you. That's right. Uh, So, uh, and I think the third thing is having my wife uh, because you need people. Yes. You need people in your life. Come on, man. I I joke with her and with people. I would travel around the world, you know, flying first class and preaching before thousands and come home. And my wife be so good to see you, babe. I know God used you. Take out the trash. That's right. That's right. So so you need people around you who are yeah. not so infatuated with what you do in your divinity moments yes. that they don't check you in your humanity. And oh, I think that's so one of the greatest good. things we saw about Jesus. He kept a balance of humanity and divinity, and that's what we should be doing. And if you do that, you won't have any problems of, of operating in pride and arrogance and going beyond what you should. Man. Just want to pause there for a second. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody listening needed to hear that. Just rewind that last three minutes. Listen to that again. Share this link with somebody that also needs to hear it. Uh, maybe maybe send it cautiously uh, if they do struggle with humility. Um, but just, oh, Larry, this is so good. I, I'm so thankful for your time. So thankful that you're on here. Uh, let's dive into the number eight. Let's talk about the number eight, the uniqueness of it. You mentioned it in your, uh, your, in your title. It's, it's the three C's to the creative process and you spelled creative with the number eight in yeah. there. Uh, I loved it. Let's just, let's just talk about the number eight for a little bit and then we'll dive into the creativity stuff. Absolutely. The number eight for me is so powerful because we, we understand it means new beginnings and it doesn't mean fresh start. It means a new beginning. A fresh start is you stopped and then you start again. A new beginning is something totally new being created that everything else is going to flow out of. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I really feel for people out of COVID. It was was a reckoning for a new beginning. And I'm going to tell you, so many pastors I've talked to, they were right there at making some changes in their ministry, but they were scared. They were worried about how will it come across? How will the congregation receive it? And COVID came in and I'm telling pastors everywhere, embrace COVID as the integer and the variable that you did not have to make that new beginning. That's right. God did it. 
He said, I repented that I made man. He destroyed the world. And God said, I'm going to start over. And he did it with a new beginning. And he created another world. And we're here as a result of the new beginning. And, yes. and I think that all of us have the opportunity for it if you embrace it and take it. Now, it may come on the heels of chaos and a little bit of confusion. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'd rather have chaos and confusion knowing I'm heading to a new beginning than be stuck in complacency and know that eventually I'm going to start to have regression in my life because I'm going backward. And that's what I see ahead of me. I don't care about the variants. I don't care what else comes. What I do know is I was preserved, Aaron, you and I, for 2021, yeah. 2022. That's right. In our DNA is the ability to navigate and to matriculate anything that comes our way. Yes. So why would I live in fear or why would I hold back on what I've been created to do when God preserved me to be alive right now? Because he knew what I would bring to the table. That's right. For such a time as this, and uh, we've all been and called to be leaders at this specific time. God did not make mistakes in that. So uh, if you're listening to this, uh, that's you. You can join in on the new beginning as well. And some of our social medias and our strategies and the creative process needs a new beginning. And there's never been a better time. We all have cell phones. We all have access to the internet. We all had to figure out some sort of online ministry, uh, regardless of our context, regardless of our role during this time of COVID. Larry, talking about the creative process, talking about making uh, content from the weekend to the week. Let's get really practical. What does your creative process look like? What? Uh, yeah, let's start there. What does your creative process look like? Um, well, and actually my process, it, it fluctuates uh, because yep. I try to keep a a thumb on what I'm saying is working, what isn't working. When COVID first started, I was doing everything everybody else was doing. I'm taking the snippets. I'm posting the snippets. Yeah. We're doing all of the, the graphics, you know, every, every single week and every day we're posting. Yeah. But I noticed that, that all of that wasn't necessarily resonating with our audience. And so I took a break from it a bit and then just started focus on really creating something special on Sunday. Wow. And making something so special Sunday that actually the people that viewed Sunday were working for us during the week. Mm -hmm. And as a pastor, that was great for me because now I'm not having to create as much content yes. to post during the week. People are having organic conversations around the message and what they saw, what they heard, and then they were tagging the church. And when they started yes. tagging us, well, then now it's working for us. And uh -huh. so one thing that we really focused on, we, we got our focus off of views. Because everybody knows, you know, views at the end of the day, you know, we have individuals who they watch on the television, they invite people over, there may be 20 people watching a, a television screen, well, you only get one view that's recorded by Facebook. Mm -hmm. So we said, let's forget about views, let's go toward engagement. Mm -hmm. Well, we started focusing on that engagement. Now, when we met in person, we're a crazy church, man, we're, what the stuff we do sometimes is just, it's incredible. They used to tell me when I was preaching, dude, you were preaching so good, I wanted to throw something at you. And so then all of a sudden people started throwing empty water bottles. My wife wasn't happy. She said, y'all are not going to hurt my husband. Yeah. She went out and bought, man, these cloth snowballs. And we would pass them out at the door when people walked in and say, take a couple snowballs. And people would be like, what? Just, just hold on. Just take a couple snowballs. And then we would let them know prior to the message. Now, if pastor is preaching something that resonates with you, throw your snowball. And so every Sunday, we had all these snowballs, man, being thrown at me on stage and I've got snowballs and then I would, you know, play into it and be dodging them like I was in the matrix and all of this. 
created just an incredible energy around the sermon, man, like I've never saw before. Little kids would be paying attention for their yeah. moment that they could just throw a snowball. It was crazy. Well, when we went online, we found digital snowballs. Okay. People are still throwing snowballs at me yes. in the comment thread. Yes. That's so right. I stopped pre-recording. I started going live in okay. the moment. And every yep. Sunday I go live. I do all my graphics, motions, everything live in that moment. And now I'm preaching to the thread. Yes. And, right. and usually every Sunday I'm saying, hey, my name is Larry. And can we're going to have group C. And I'll whatever I'm preaching about, I'll talk about my own struggle with it. And I'll say, who's in my therapy group? And then you see all these people in the thread going crazy. And, you know, I'm in group C. I'm right there Man. with you. We, we started focusing on that and we would see, okay, we got 500 views, but we'd have 1200 comments. Yes. Right. So when I saw that, I said, let's make that Sunday work for us. Let's get people excited about that. Then through the week, let them create different kind of experiences around that kind of engagement. So that's been working for us. Of course, we wow. still post and we still put things there, but I've shifted my focus to impacting people in that moment. You've got them live. They may yes. not even see this post this week but they're right here in my presence right now. Totally. And they don't want to miss it. And they're looking forward to it. And, and I, I think one of the things, so many thoughts here. Uh, one of the things that people are trying to figure out is especially this younger gener generation coming up, they're used to interacting yes. with the voice, whether, whether they're watching Twitch and it's one person talking and they're interacting in the comment section, uh, you know, whether it's a live stream, whether even, even, uh, to a certain extent podcasts, and now certainly with live audio and the social network of, uh, audio, right which DK and Jennifer are yeah. huge proponents of and, and the experts on. And, and we right. talked a ton about at the conference. Uh, but how do you replicate that in the room? How do you break up this, what can seem monotonous, this one person monologuing to a group of people? Well, you throw snowballs at them. I've never heard of this. Uh, and if you've heard of this, I need you to reach out on Twitter or tag Larry and I. Just let us know. I have never heard of giving people things to throw uh, and really capitalizing on that, uh, yeah. not just throwing sound waves, which are, which is very, uh, traditional in, right. in lots of churches, but actually giving them something to like, man, I I'm resonating so much. I just want to pelt this guy with something. Um, or they're upset. Uh, maybe right. maybe want to pelt you for different reasons, but then figuring out how to translate that yeah. and play to the camera, um, uh, for an online experience. And, and we were talking a little bit before this, do you want to speak to maybe, uh, how you're even looking at, do we even need to go back, Absolutely. uh, to being in person? Absolutely. Um, we're we're already at understanding that a building just doesn't even fit our ministry model anymore. Yeah, it's not even right. so much about wanting to go back is that what we've been able to, to curate online is working. We have yes. so many more people visiting and showing up than we would have in a traditional building. Right. Uh, and we're being able to also advertise that we're uh, safe and we're COVID safe. We can say that yes. and we do right. <laughs> because we're not meeting physically. Uh, right. And so we use everything, trust me, everything to our advantage for marketing sake. Uh, but we're seeing that people are resonating with our church, not just because we're online, we try to make the visual exciting. So yes. on Sundays, instead of it just being kind of like a voyeur that I'm just peeping in on your church service, yeah. we fashion everything around the fact that someone is going to sit there and watch me. So there's a close up shot of me. I'm yeah. not at behind a podium. I'm not way back on a stage. I'm right in your face. Mm -hmm. And people tell us every week, it felt like you were talking right to me. Yeah. And then I'm throwing up scriptures and I'll, I'll put a graphic. It looks like a torn piece of paper 
well, that's what the scriptures on. And that's in front of me. And I've got green screen going and I've got images in the back. We've got huge words on the side so that those that learn by seeing you're getting that you're getting the hearing. Now the graphics are moving in the moment. Now this guy just put his face all in the camera. He's talking straight to me. There's sound effects. Uh, Last, I think a couple of weeks ago, I threw sound effects in. I said, I don't need y'all's amen. I brought my own amen corner. So I had the whole clap track. You know, it was crazy, man. Then I found Dude, we we look at it as there's nothing we won't do yeah. to engage God's people. And right. for us, that was taking out worship music. Yeah, wow. Oh, let's our, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that. Man, <laughs> that our audience wasn't resonating with them. We go back yes. and look and we would see the drop from yes. when we're watching worship music, then they come back in when it's totally. time for me to preach. So then yes. we had to ask ourselves the question, well, then why are we doing worship music? Because we're right. supposed to, we're yeah, supposed right. to be worshiping at home. So totally. when we come together corporately, we realize that's not even working for us. We took it out. And yeah. so this may we, be only for me, Larry, this, the, nobody else listening may be interested in this. I, I don't think that's true, but, the, but I am interested in this. How do you supplement that moment though? And, and not, and not, not in like a legalistic way. Like you have sure. to have teaching sure. worship, like sure. you have to have music. Uh, but there is something about um, the response to learning something new about God or the response to his holiness, his just what is revealed through the scriptures, which is the teaching portion, uh, something powerful about responding through song. How yeah. do you supplement that? Uh, we we supplement that by we have a private Facebook group uh, that we have yep. for uh, all of our all of our partners. And it's so partners good. only. Uh, and we do that. So there's a sense of exclusivity and, and individuals yes. we're building a culture and a family here and also that we can safeguard it from from those on the outside totally. that may not have the best. How motive. do you define partner really quick? A partner is someone that has completed our new member orientation. Uh, And they also uh, we do something kind of unique because everybody that becomes a part of our church, uh, they actually have a face to face physical meeting with us. And now, of course, we're doing it all virtually. Yeah. Every single person. It does not matter. They talk to me and Pastory by phone, FaceTime and for our partners. I do not recommend this. Let me say this as a disclaimer. I do not recommend this. It works for us. They all get our personal cell phone. Wow. And. To this day, not one person has ever abused that. Wow. We started this in 2017. We said, we're going to do this because people were coming to us saying, I'd love to be a part of church, but pastors aren't accessible. You can't reach pastors. You have to set an appointment. I've got something crazy going on in my life. And see, we deal with a lot of unchurched people as well. So they don't know all the red tape and and the protocol. They know if they need to go to the doctor, they see the doctor. If they need a lawyer, they see the lawyer. Well, when it comes to their pastor, I've got to go through 15 people to get to you, man. Well, my situation is already, you know, dissipated by now, by the time I needed your help. So we said, you know what? We're going to give you our personal cell number. Call us Texas. You in trouble? You can reach your pastor. Not one person, man, not one person. And I'm serious, has ever violated that. That's incredible. Now, have people taken advantage of it? Of course, we tell them to. So we yeah. get calls, we get texts, and it's amazing yeah. the calls and texts we get. And guess yeah. what? We show up every time, That's every right. single time. So That's right. I just, I feel like that I'm careful not to put things into models so quickly. Of course. Yeah, what works for us and what we do is in that private group. That's where we put worship songs. We put worship okay. videos that individuals during their week. Here's something that goes along so with good. the word that was just preached. Here's a worship video for you to do. But that Sunday engagement, especially the people that are unchurched, 
They don't care about it. They're right. trying to get to the word. So we do a quick mini movie. We, we right. allow time for people to gather. And then we go right into that, that preaching moment. And that's what's working for us. Wow. Uh, what's a mini movie? Uh, a mini movie is just, uh, it's a, some kind of general theme. It's about okay. about uh, a minute, minute, 30 seconds that okay. we play. And it could be about faith, hope, what's going on in the world. Oh, cool. And it's just a little short, looks like a movie trailer uh, that that we play. And we have the countdown, do that mini movie. And then we'll have nice. some kind of welcome graphic motion. And then we go right into into the word portion. Wow. That's okay, Larry. This is this is so good. I didn't even think about uh, this potentially turning into like service order. So many churches right now, including my church and myself, are trying to figure out what does online uh what does an online service look like in all of us most of us uh i 99.9 percent .9 of churches have replicated their sunday service and yeah. thrown that online uh and and when we're experiencing something online uh it's about the experiences and we're trying to elicit a response and that response that we want is not elicited online the same way that it is right. uh in a physical space yet that is what we continually and consistently do online so i love hearing this i hope this is just sparking so many creative ideas for our online pastors that are listening to this for even some lead pastors who are trying to figure out what am i going to do outside of covid no one's coming back um those sorts of things thank you for sharing all of that uh larry that's so helpful i want to uh kind of as we round to the end of this conversation, you're talking about uh, the people who are engaging on the weekend, doing a lot of the work for the content creation throughout the week. I think uh, ethereally, that makes sense. Practically and specifically, what are what are they doing? Are they just uh, posting a video of themselves talking about it? Are they actually like taking that message and like chopping some of it up and throwing it out there and doing that for you? Or when they're engaging throughout the week, what are some of those practical things that they're doing? That's a great question. Yes, some some are doing everything you just said. Some are wow. going back and they're and it's so funny because they're doing it on screen record and they'll they'll pick the piece that resonated to them and that's what they're putting on social media. We've seen it on TikTok, we've seen it on Instagram. Wow. And then others will take a certain thing that I say. And one of the things that I do is I try to create these moments where there's a one-liner that's there. Sure. that you can just grab. And I'll even say that's Facebook worthy. That's Facebook worthy. And I'm letting them know, grab this, make your own separate graphic for it, your own sure. post for it. And that's what we're starting to see happen. Uh, of course, I, and I want to make sure that I'm clear with this. There is definitely great, great relevance. And you're going to benefit from having that consistent posting that you're doing, that social media management, being able to get in there with yes. three, four posts a week, having the graphic posts, uh, because initially that's what helped us get so much traction was we had, we didn't just have graphic, we had engagement posts and it had no graphic at all, but it was just dealing with something. It doesn't have to be church related. Uh, you know, what toppings do you like on your hamburger? Okay. Those things work. And, and I know it may seem like it's a crawling start to get where you want to go. But remember this with social media, consistency is key. That's it. And if you, if you are consistent, the rewards will come. Yes, that's right. That's so good. Uh, now, presently, when you've trained and rewarded and what gets rewarded gets repeated, yeah. uh, your congregants, your members, your, did you call them partners? Partners. Your partners. Yes. Uh, what, what things are, is Larry now creating and putting out? Um, well, I'm working on some things, uh, that, uh, I hope are going to shake up, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> We're going to shake up online church. Uh, a lot of green screen technology. Okay. Uh, I'm really taking that, uh, especially next year. We're going to take that to a whole okay. new level. Uh, and so what I'm really looking at, though, is marrying practicality, uh, trying to really feel where, where people are right now. Uh, and as exciting as we make our presentation, we always do our best to make sure people feel a sense that we are stable, uh, to feel yes. a sense that we are going to be here for you and we get what you're going through. Yes. Uh, matter of fact, all of next year, we already know part of our theme is going to be centered around intimacy with Jesus and spirituality. It'll probably be boring to most people, yeah. but we, we engage a lot of unchurched people. And what yeah. they want to know is, is Jesus real? And yeah. if he is real, how do I know he's real in my life? That's right. Like, what does that look like real time? I hear all this stuff about the anointing and the power of God. But how do I know Jesus is real sitting yes. in my apartment with four children and no income? That's right. Nobody to call. Yes. How is he real to me? And, yep. and we're going to spend time having those conversations, but then also graphically mm-hmm. creating things that people can look at that give them yes. the answer of how Jesus is real in everyday life. Those wow. are the things that I'm working on and working to produce. Love it. I love that. Uh, okay. Two more questions before we end. Um, actually one, maybe less than a question, uh, ending the creative process, uh, the conversation around the creative process, um, to, as people are thinking through this, what is the one, cause you gave the three C's, so I'm not going to let you do the three C's. What (laughs) is the, the best piece of advice you would give surrounding the creative process to the pastor listening? That's trying to figure out how to, yeah, just increase creativity. I would say uh, to that pastor, creativity doesn't just come out of the air. I think a lot of people think that they think it's I'm sitting and then just something comes to me. No, creativity flows out of observation and perspective. You see something, but you see it in a different way than other people because you actually walked around it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was looking at it. You walked around it and you looked at it from the back and you saw, oh, this is totally different. So most of the time you will be rewarded as being a creative when all you actually did is you moved. So I would say to pastors, when you're looking at a text, you can look at that text straight up or you can move. You can walk around it. Uh, I remember I preached a series once. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I preached nine weeks on the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The first week I preached thee. Wow. The second week I preached Lord. (laughs) The third week I preached is. Wow. Not might be, not could be, is Is. my, out of 7 billion people, he's my, what, shepherd. That didn't take a whole lot of creativity for me to come up with. It was just I moved and said, everybody preaches this as a sentence. What if I preach it as separate words that become sermons? I think sometimes we try too hard and Mm -hmm. we miss the obvious that could be the greatest creativity. And I also say to pastors, and I know this may sound a bit unorthodox, but listen to me because I do this every single every single week. Don't always think your sermon is going to drive your creativity. Yeah, it might be the other way around. You might have a creative thought that actually becomes the content of your sermon. Yes. So don't feel you have to start with the scripture. You may start with one word. God may give you a word, and then that word in your creative space now becomes what's going to guide you toward that sermon. Wow. That's so good. Uh, that was kind of hitting on uh, my second question is <laughs> somebody's listening. They've heard everything you've said. Uh, true to Pastor Larry, true to Larry Weathers. Uh, it's different. It's new. It's fresh. 
what to, to somebody that's just kind of digesting everything that you brought to the table right now to the pastor, uh, what, what would be, so you just, incre- uh, you just encourage the creative. How would you encourage the pastor? I would say, first of all, pastor breathe, first of all, right? Just breathe. No one is expecting you to hit every mark. No one is expecting you to get it all right. Now you are because you're hard on yourself, just like I am. But I want you to understand that your greatest plans that you create are going to frustrate you. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, there's another way to do this. Let this cup pass for me. Are you kidding me, Jesus? You knew this was coming. You knew, Matter of fact, you helped create this whole plan of salvation. Now you're trying to get out of something you created? We all feel that way. So you're in good company. Breathe. Secondly, look at who's around you. I do not believe if you're truly called to lead God's people that God would not send you the people that you need. Now, here's the caveat. They may come in a package that you're not used to. They may say some things to you and suggest things that you've never thought about. But rather than shoot it down, bring some people around you who are creative. Bring some people around you who have a different thought than you do. And you're gifted to lead. That's why you're there. That's your superpower. You can pull it all together in synergy and make it happen. So rather than get frustrated about what you can't do, find some people who can do what you need done. And then you do what you're good at. Motivate them. Inspire them. Give them the resources. Keep them lifted. Cover them in prayer. And you'll start to see this thing turn around for you. You will do it. It will happen. And it's going to be amazing. And God's going to help you do it. Boom. Pastor Larry, Creative Larry, Larry Weathers, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. How can somebody connect with you? Uh, you give out your phone number to your partners. So I know for sure that you are responsive in your DMs. You yeah. were one of our best speakers at the conference and engaging the comment section Absolutely. as it was happening. Uh, how can people connect with you? Uh, the, the best spot, uh, all of this will be in the show notes, by the way. So if Larry forgets to mention something, uh, he's going to make sure that he sends us and our team who edit this uh, all of the ways you can connect, but maybe the best few ways that people can connect with you. Absolutely. Uh, Instagram, at uh, Lweathers, uh, II, that's for Larry Weathers II. Uh, Facebook, you can reach me there, or you can email me hello at weathers.agency. There's no.com. Hello at weathers.agency. Weathers.agency is my website uh, for the marketing branding firm. So you can leave a message there. Hit me up. Yes, I will respond. Uh, I'm a real person. I'm not a bot. And uh, I look forward to engaging with you. And thank you for taking the time to listen uh, to me and some of my crazy notions. I truly appreciate it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for being on. Is Instagram your favorite uh, social network at the moment? It is at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Instagram, that tends to be uh, the answer and the response that we get from our guests on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode here at the Social Media Church Podcast. Uh, We want to have so many more of these conversations and your your listening ear encourages us to do so. Your feedback on Twitter when you send us those DMs, uh, when you let us know that the things we're talking about are helping you. We so appreciate that. Take time to do that. Go into Larry's DMs. Thank him for being here. Uh, I would also love it if you would take time to hit subscribe, 
and write a review because it helps people like me when I was starting my ministry, when I Googled social media church, I ran across this podcast because so many people had subscribed. Uh, your subscription and your review lets Apple and lets Google know this is a podcast worth spreading around to other pastors just like yourself or creatives just like yourself who are trying to figure out how do I do this and how do I marry this to the church so that the gospel can be spread so that those who are far from God can come near to God and we can see Jesus' kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. With that, I'm going to leave you guys until next time. My name is Aaron, and this is the Social Media Church Podcast.